Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Um, this series, I'm going to do, I think, four episodes, one per week, so four weeks of this series on conquering fear. And the goal is to equip you with uh, practical things uh, and tips and things like that, but also uh, biblical truth to help you uh, conquer fear in your life. Whatever area of life you're dealing with fear, struggling with fear, no matter what the challenges are, I'm going to take you into the Word and uh, possibly share some other things in the weeks to come. But do me a favor, share the podcast uh, if, it, if it helps you, if it ministers to you, uh, so that we can get the Word out, not only helping uh, to grow the podcast and, and the audience, but also to help people. That's what it's all about to help whoever you are that's listening. Um, because you don't have to live in fear. As a matter of fact, if you're a Christian, I believe whether you're a Christian or not, this podcast is going to help. But the goal is specifically to help Christians conquer fear because fear is the opposite of the spirit that you should be living in, which is faith. And um, uh, I'm going to get into these things and equip you, and that is the goal. So uh, without further delay... I'm going to get right into it. I'm going to cover every week uh, something something specific about conquering fear to help it all come together and uh, equip you to move forward um, in victory and in faith and in joy. That's the goal. So thanks for listening and thanks for sharing. So um, go with me to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1. If, uh, if you have your Bibles, if you're driving or something like that, that's okay. But if you're able to get your Bible, it'll help you to, uh, to follow along so that you know I'm not sharing things um, that, that uh, are not in the Bible. Because this whole thing is going to revolve around Scripture. If you're, if you're saved, hopefully you are, um, then this whole thing is about, it's not, it's not about science, it's not about uh, uh, some you know, prescription medication or counseling or anything like that. I'm not necessarily against those things um, because I do believe that people uh, need help. However, it's important to know, first of all, <clears throat> that uh, fear is a spirit. Fear is not just some emotion. Um, fear is powered and fueled by many different things. But fear is a spirit. And I'm going to prove it to you. 2 Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 7, the Bible says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So if you think about that, He has not given us a spirit of fear. So if you're born again, born of God, um, and if you're not saved, then, then maybe you have no idea what that means. But uh, stick with me through this podcast. And uh, at the end, you know, I'll pray with people to receive Jesus Christ if they haven't done that already. But just stick with me through the podcast and listen to uh, what I have to say in the teaching. And maybe it'll help make things make more sense for you. For those of you that are saved, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Fear is a spirit. And when you try to deal in the realm of the spirit with just your intellect um, or, or practical means then you're going to fall short every time. <clears throat> you're going to do things in the realm of your soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, instead of dealing with them by the Spirit, which is what the Bible says uh, is the right thing to do as a Christian. 
Because if we don't deal in the realm of the Spirit with these things, then uh, you're going to find yourself trying to do many different things to conquer fear or to avoid fear. And none of it is going to work in a long-term basis. You might be able to uh, take, take some prescription medication for anxiety or whatever it is that you do. Smoke cigarettes, drink alcohol, turn to pornography. These different addictions that cause us <clears throat> to, to not only waste our time and money and, and emotional energy and we get into depression and uh, things like that, um, it, it causes you to destroy your body and your mind. And what's behind it really is the spirit of fear. You fear different things. Every person would be able to name something. If I was to interview people listening to this You'd be able to name at least one thing that uh, that that holds your mind in fear. You know, if you're like me, you don't <clears throat> excuse me. You don't like to uh, think about weakness. You don't like to uh, weakness actually annoys you. Uh, you you have you would admit that you have weakness um, in different areas. One of the areas that I have a weakness in is math. I hate math. Um, luckily I can count, at least I can count better than the people that are counting ballots in, uh, in the Democratic Party. Anyway, moving right along. Um, hopefully that made some of you laugh. Look, if you, if you don't have a sense of humor, this is not the podcast for you. Because as I deal with the spirit of fear, you know, the antidote to fear is not counseling. It's not medication. It's not, uh all these different practical means of people trying to help. The antidote to fear is actually joy. The joy of the Holy Spirit. And I'll get into that in a later episode uh, involving with Scripture. But it's important for you to know that the antidote to fear is joy. The joy of the Holy Ghost. And that, I'm not talking about happiness. I'm ta- Because happiness is an emotion. You're happy when things are going great. You're not happy when things are not going great. However, when you have joy, joy is immovable. Joy is trust in the Lord. And it, and it only comes from God. So that's the first thing that you need to know. That fear is a spirit. The next scripture we're going to look at, go with me to Romans chapter 10. And um, we're going to look at verse 17. Because since fear is a spirit that we already covered just a few seconds ago the bible says in romans 10 17 so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so why is that important and what how is that connected because fear has a voice fear has many different voices and fear will tell you the opposite of what god says now if you're saved that's important to understand because We live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We live by faith. So if you're not living in faith, uh, by the way, which is a decision, it doesn't depend on your circumstances. You have to decide that you're going to live only by what the Lord says to you, uh, both in your inner man, by, by His voice, but also by His written word, which is the Bible. And there's no problem with getting... uh, wisdom from spiritual leaders and advice and things like that. But 
really the bottom line is to grow your relationship with the Lord. Your, your personal relationship um, is dependent upon you getting in the Bible, you praying and hearing the voice of God for yourself, um, you listening and, and uh, submitting to your spiritual leaders and learning from them. All of these things are connected in your growth in the things of God. And um, that your growth in the things of God doesn't come any other way than by those avenues. Um, <clears throat> and, and that's a really a whole separate teaching. But there's so much to that that's so important. And I would encourage you, maybe in your own time, to uh, study what the Bible has to say about submitting to spiritual leaders, uh, study what the Bible has to say about the fivefold ministry gifts and their their uh, their responsibility in your life, and and how important it is to grow by those means. Uh, study those things out for yourself because it can help you in receiving from God. God, God has different ways that He speaks to people. But there's only one way to the Father. It's through Jesus Christ. Um, so since faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, fear also has a voice. So you have to choose which voice you're going to listen to. And um, many times the spirit of fear talks to you on a factual basis. What does that sound like? It's, when you look at whatever situation you're in fear about, Let's just take sickness and disease, for instance. You can feel the symptoms, and the symptoms are real. The thermometer says what it says. It says you have a fever, or you have pain in your body, and you can literally feel the pain. So fear wants to tell you that you're never going to get rid of that pain. You're going to have to manage it for years with prescription medication, or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, different sicknesses are worse than others. Different types of pain are, are more difficult to deal with than others. Um, however, it all kind of comes into the same category. So the spirit of fear wants you to believe that you're never going to get out of that situation. However, whenever you turn to the Lord, whenever you live by the, the Word of God, the Bible says in 1 Peter 2.24, by His stripes we were healed. That's past tense, meaning Jesus took care of it on the cross. So what you can see is you have, a, you have a decision to make at that point. It's not all up to God. I know a lot of people who say God is in control, but He's not. The reason I say that is this. He's given us the ability to decide what we're going to listen to and what we're going to obey. The voice of faith says, no, Jesus Christ took care of this on the cross. Your body wants to line up with the spirit of fear because maybe that pain or whatever the situation is doesn't go away immediately. Here's where you have to make the decision. You have to decide as a, as a child of God, I don't care as much about the reality of the pain that I can still feel after I've taken authority over it as I do about what the Bible says regarding the situation. That's where you have to get to. You have to get to that place where when the facts agree with the spirit of fear that is trying to speak to you through circumstances, you say, nope. I am going to believe and stand on the Word of God, and that's all there is to it. That's walking by faith, and that's uh, rebuking the spirit of faith. So once you've made your decision of, um, of that you're going to listen to and obey the spirit of faith instead of the spirit of fear, because it, it is a decision, 
And uh, now that you know that the spirit of fear oftentimes um, will, will line up with natural facts, natural circumstances, so it's a very real thing. I'm not saying that it's not. Um, but the way you overcome that is through a decision. You build yourself up in the Word of God. And every single time, uh, notice that every single time in, uh, I believe it's Luke chapter 4, where the devil came to tempt Jesus, uh, Jesus simply responded to him with Scripture. And uh, you, you also, you fight the good fight of faith in the same way. You have to build your solid foundation in the Word of God. Speak the Word of God from your mouth. It's not good enough just to read it with your eyes. You need to speak it from your mouth because the spirit of faith speaks. When God created the, the earth and the heavens, He spoke it. He didn't just think about, oh, it'd be nice to have grass and it'd be nice to, to have uh, animals and it'd be nice to create Adam. He didn't just have these thoughts. He spoke it. And um, the Bible says that He created us in His image. So the, the power of what we say is very real. Do you know that whether you're speaking by faith or speaking out of fear, you will have what you say either way. It's a spiritual law. So that's important to, uh, to think about because people are saying many different types of things and people allow their, their mind to just go into different areas and get it that they're actually giving into or giving way to the spirit of fear. And a lot of times uh, they don't even know it. If you develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, then, um, then he will warn you ahead of time. Hey, don't go that direction. Hey, don't, uh, don't look at this. Uh, don't, don't pay attention to this over here. Just stay focused on what I have you doing. Uh, get into the Bible instead of uh, watching the news or watching Netflix or looking at uh, d looking at different news highlights or whatever it would be. The reason is is because whatever you meditate on, whatever you put your focus on, is the thing that is going to magnify in your life. If you spend, let's say, you spend ten minutes a day reading the Bible, <clears throat> and um, and then you spend the rest of your day looking at looking at the news, looking at all the different things going on in the world. Well, you just kind of drowned out or, or, or canceled out, so to speak, the time that you spent in the Word because you spent twice as much time looking at contrary things. Now, I'm not saying that you have to ignore what's going on. I'm not the type of person who can ignore what's going on in the world because I love people. And, and um, I'm building my life around obeying the call of God to help people. So you don't pretend that nothing is happening. You don't ignore it. But at the same time, you have to guard your heart because the Bible says, guard your heart above all else because from your heart flows the issues of life. So you have to guard how far you're willing to allow your mind to take in the information that's all around you. Because the biggest difference between a Christian and the world is supposed to be that not only do we live by faith, but we have joy. It's very difficult to have joy if you're just constantly looking at uh, the, ne the negative news and the negative, uh, uh, the negative things going on in the world and uh, the constant arguing, the constant uh, just everything that's going on. 
it's very easy to just to just uh, you know in a, from a natural standpoint to just get angry and live in fear. If you if you consume that, you're going to reflect that. Whatever you take in is what's going to come out. So that's why it's so important to guard your mind against those things. It's okay to look at what's going on in the world just from a standpoint of of staying in the know, but obsessing over that information and allowing it to to uh, pull the word of God from your spirit and cause you to get into fear. That's not that's not the goal. That's not. Uh, paying attention to the world. That's just allowing the spirit of fear to control your mind. Take control back from what the devil is trying to do in your life. Um, Look at James chapter 1 with me real quick. And um, I'm going to start reading in verse 2. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God and He will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but you must ask Him. Oh, but when you ask Him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Well, it's pretty obvious that a lot of people are unstable in everything that they do. And I'm not saying that in judgment. I'm just saying that as a fact. Uh, The things that are going on right now are all over the world, really. Maybe some places it's it's more uh, it's more critical than others, but uh, I think it's safe to say it's going on everywhere. But how you know how do you maintain a spirit of joy as a Christian? I want to talk to my Christians, and that's not to exclude the anybody else that would be listening, but it's especially true of Christians because the Bible says that uh, we're His disciples. And what we are engrafted into Jesus. So since we are in Him, since we abide in Him, as the Bible says, is Jesus fearful? Is Jesus depressed? Is Jesus up in heaven biting His nails and, and uh, nervous and anxious about anything? Is Jesus, you know, living in fear? Uh, is Jesus, you know, obsessing over what's going on in the in the world and you know can't believe that people aren't taking taking in uh, what he has to say more seriously. No, he's, he's not any of that. The Bible says, He who sits in the heavens laughs. That's in the book of Psalms. The Bible says, as I just read to you in James chapter 1, we are to count it all joy when we face challenges of various kinds. Why should we count it all joy, though? Because the spirit of fear... Let me tell you one thing before I move forward uh, with this. Fear is not the opposite of faith. Unbelief is the opposite of faith. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, as I've already read to you. But when faith comes, you have to do something with it. You have to speak. You have to obey what what that Word says. And uh, the more revelation you get from the Word of God, it, uh, it ignites faith in your spirit, man, and then enables you 
to uh, to to obey or act on that revelation, and God calls that faith, living by faith. So as I've already mentioned, sickness and disease, when 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 a, if a symptom hits your body or or a, a a pain of some kind, whether it's excruciating or, or not so much, um, the same faith when you when you say by the stripes of Jesus Christ I was healed. Now. <clears throat> Sometimes you might even feel crazy uh, quoting that scripture because what you're saying is the opposite of what you're feeling and what you're seeing. That's where faith comes in. You have to be more convinced that the Word of God is true because let, let every man be a liar and let God be true. The Bible has to become your standard for living. And, and until you make up your mind that you're going to believe the Word of God no matter what else happens, then really the bottom line is you're allowing the spirit of fear to control your actions, to control how you live. And um, that, that not only is destructive, it sends people to hell. And um, I know that's pretty bold language, but it's absolutely the truth. God doesn't send anyone to hell. People choose to go to hell because they refuse to receive Jesus Christ and accept Him as Savior. It's that simple. And so living by faith is living by every word that comes from God, written and spoken. And doing the opposite of that is called the Antichrist spirit or, or living by the spirit of fear. So since the Bible says to count it all joy, how is that possible? And the Bible says in Nehemiah 8.10, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So a lot of people want more faith. Well, the only way to get more faith is not through prayer. It's through getting in the Bible. Because faith comes by hearing, not by praying. Some, some people may have a hard time with that one, but it's still the truth. Faith comes by hearing and not by praying. You can't ask God for more faith. He'll tell you to go read the Bible. Because that's where faith comes from. He'll tell you to go listen to a specific uh, preacher. Because whenever you listen to, hopefully you're listening to good preaching. But um, there, there's great preaching and then there's preaching that's not so great. Um, however, taking in the Word of God uh, is where faith comes from. So, since the joy of the Lord is your strength, and we're supposed to grow stronger in our faith, um, when, when you take in the Word of God, when you take in that spirit of faith, even did you know that you can even build your faith by speaking the word of God from your own mouth? It has like a dual effect. You speak it, your 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 ears hear it, your your mind takes it in, and your spirit man is activated. All of those things are activated all at the same time. You're obeying several spiritual laws when you speak what the Bible says. Instead of you know, it can be very tempting to to. Line your mouth up with the circumstances. Well, you know, my, I, I tithe and I give, but my finances never seem to, you know, watch your mouth. Don't allow doubt and unbelief to come out of your mouth. Don't allow. You're going to have to make it a daily determination to only speak what God says. Now, that doesn't mean that you ignore the realities of life that need your attention. If something needs rebuked, then rebuke it. If something needs dealt with verbally, 
you know, cast the devil out. Do what you got to do. But, you, you know, there's not a devil behind every problem. Sometimes, you know, and this is not for condemnation. This is just hopefully to give some people a better idea of where their challenges are coming from. There's a big difference between the devil causing your problem and your poor decision-making skills causing your problem. The devil is not behind poor decision-making skills. Um, so if you know for a fact that your decision to, to start smoking because of stress, you know, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, the spirit of addiction is real. So the devil will take advantage of that, but the devil didn't make you start smoking or drinking or whatever it is that you turn to because of stress. Again, that's not to condemn you. That's to help you. Um, because when, if you're trying to rebuke the devil for something and it doesn't seem like your faith is working or your rebuke is having any effect. Well, it's probably because the, the devil is not the one causing the problem. Uh, it, it's just a simple fact of either you don't know how to handle the word of God properly or you're the one that caused the problem. Now, God will give you mercy. Absolutely. But you have to admit, you have to see what's see what you've done wrong and um, and correct it and ask God to help you. And he will. He gives grace to the humble. So humbling yourself is, is another part of this picture because the Bible says, humble yourself before God, resist the devil, and then he will flee from you. A lot of people are trying to resist the devil, but they're not submitted to God. And um, that's an important key. If you're not submitted to God, then, you're, then you have actually uh, forfeited until you repent, you've forfeited your, your uh, authority over to the devil. He, he's, he's no longer spiritually uh, bound to your authority because you're no longer submitted to God. Submitting yourself to God is an essential daily key to maintaining your authority over resisting the devil. If you stay submitted to God, you'll find that um, your, your fights against the devil don't, don't have the impact on you that they used to. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't mess with you anymore. I'm just saying if you remain submitted to God, all you have to do is resist him. The fight doesn't last a long time. And that's a key. A lot of people get tired of fighting the good fight of faith. So since the joy of the Lord is our strength as, um, as children of God, then it's important to fight to keep your joy. That's why in James chapter 1 it says, count it all joy when these challenges come your way because the testing of your faith. It's all about the testing of your faith because the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. No matter what else we do in this life to please God, None of it matters unless it's by faith. None of it matters unless it's us obeying what He told us to do. Anything else that we do um, is not pleasing to Him. If it's not faith, it's not pleasing to Him. Uh, so it, it might help your family, it might help other people or whatever. Humanitarian things, uh, business decisions, financial increase decisions. None of th those things aren't necessarily wrong, you understand, but only things that God spoke to you to do through His Word and through uh, your prayer time 
those are the only things that please him because that's that's by faith so you need to take into account where it says the joy of the lord is your strength and then james chapter 1 count it all joy so you you have to decide that i'm going to have joy about this situation because i know what the bible says about it regardless of how it looks right now you may have to make that decision uh some people about every area of your life Maybe some people, maybe you're listening to this and you think, there's not one single area of my life that, um, that is going good or going right. And my heart goes out to you. I, uh, I understand. You know, I've been there. My encouragement is, uh, because it works for anybody who will practice it and do it, um, f- get in the Word of God and begin to renew your mind about those situations and see what the Bible has to say about them. Begin to speak the word and stand on it. Where a lot of, uh, where a lot of Christians uh, fail in their faith walk, I'll put it that way, or, or, or get weak in their faith walk, maybe that's a better way to say it, they get weary in doing good. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, don't grow weary in doing good because in due season you will reap a harvest if you don't give up and quit. That's not talking about just finances. You'll reap the harvest of whatever you say, whatever you sow. Uh, Your words are seeds. That's why it's so important to guard what you say. Your words are seeds. You are planting a seed and you will receive a harvest for it. The only way to cancel a demonic harvest uh, by lining your mouth up with what the spirit of fear wants to say is to repent and, and you can cancel that out that way however you can choose you can use the same energy to decide you know what i don't care how it looks i'm going to say what the bible says it's simply a decision your feelings are irrelevant in the situation your feelings will line up later uh later on down the road you know you can say that to yourself even right now people's feelings are very important to them um and and let me say this emotions do matter because he wants your soul to prosper. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions. Your soul is, import- as, is as important to God as everything else. Everything in your life is important to God. However, we don't live by feelings. We live by faith. So you could say to yourself when these things are seem like they're not turning around and you've been speaking the word, you could say, my feelings will line up later. I'm going to speak the word. And that lets, that lets your flesh know. That lets your situation know. I'm not giving up on the Word of God. I would rather die speaking His Word and nothing changed than to give up on His Word because His Word never changes and His Word is everlasting and His Word endures forever and His Word never fails. Hallelujah and amen. I just preached to myself and made myself happy. Um, His Word never fails. That's why it's so important to sow the Word of God into your heart. Speak it with your mouth. Meditate on the Word. Meditate means to mutter or to speak. Meditate on His Word daily. Speak it from your mouth. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I say things like that to myself. I thank you, Father. I can never be weak because I abide in Christ and there's no weakness in Him. He became weak so that I could become strong. So I'm strong in the Lord. Say things like that to yourself. It may seem crazy. So take the things that I've mentioned uh, in this first part of this podcast and uh, listen listen to it a few times if you have to, but 
I, I encourage you to do the things that I've, I've mentioned. And, um, you know, they're all very simple things, but put them into practice on a daily basis. And I promise you that life's going to be very different for you from here on out. Will the challenges come? Definitely. Uh, you know, challenges are going to come, but we count it all joy. And um, don't don't be so worried about uh, what's coming from the devil, what's coming, what is just practical, what's just natural. Don't worry about any of that. Just stay focused on the Word of God. Stay focused on fighting the good fight of faith, keeping your joy and um, lining up what you say with what God said. If you'll just do those things and stay focused on Him, then uh, He'll take care of the rest. And as I've already mentioned, please share the podcast and get it to as many people as we can because I believe this is going to help people. And um, I'll come out next week with uh, part two. And I'm going to be coming with a lot more scripture, a lot more information to help you. I hope you've been blessed. If you have, let me know. You can um, you can send me audio messages for questions or, or whatever the case may be. You can DM me on Facebook or, or uh, Instagram or these different things and ask me questions regarding the podcast information that I've given in this, in this part. And uh, until next week, I'll... Talk to you later, and um, I'll be getting I'll be getting the rest of the information collected for you and organized. And I look forward to bringing you next week's episode. Be blessed. Have a great weekend.